Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 72 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with my three fantastic co-hosts, Mike, Devin, and JD. Guys, what is going on on this, on the eve, on the week eve of the release of Anthem? How are you guys doing? (laughs) The week eve. I am pretty stoked. So, uh... Lots of things are going on in my life, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. So, Mike, you don't you don't sound too excited. You must have had a day. I tend to always have days, and sometimes it's frustrating, and sometimes days are good. But but um, Anthem is on the horizon, um, along with the Shaper Storm. I hope they bring them back and call them Shaper Storms. No, I'm excited. I'm tired. We were at soccer practice tonight um, because that's starting up here, and and soccer practice is always fun because little kids, soccer balls, sitting in uncomfortable bleachers, um, but whatever. Sounds it's all like good. A fantastic time, JD. How are you doing? It was doing just fine. You know, um, I'm really enjoying my new job. I'm really excited to see the students. Excited to learn. I did not think I would be this good at it, and I. Could not be happier. So, all right, uh, I'm not tooting your own horn there, then GD, right? <laughs> but hey, if you're good at something, you're good at something. So, guys, there—if you can believe this or not—there's only 14 days till actual launch of Anthem proper. Um, February 22nd is going to be here soon. It's only 14 days. It is only seven days. This time, actually, this time next week, the game will be live. If you have we'll Origin playing. Access Premiere. <laughs> This time next week, Devin will be done with the crit path, and he will be level thirty, and he will be going. What's next? What do I do now? I guess you'll have the show to record afterwards, which is fine. After you play that time, because it goes live Thursday at three thirty, correct? Three thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's what I understand. That's what I understand. So I mean, that's like it, man. It's like we. I get- well, I don't even know what to say because we've gone this far. Like, we started a podcast from EA, um, from E3 back in 2017, based off of six minutes of video. <laughs> we started a podcast three years ago. It does, <laughs> off feel, of, it does feel like Off that. of six minutes and, and <clears throat> numerous. We've had, we've had guests. We've had devs. We've had game changers. We've had um, an Anthem Premier League. Each we've other. had, well, no, let's not go out too far. We've we've had a great run. Not not that it's over, but but it's been a lot. I mean, looking in the rearview mirror, it's been tons of stuff. I think I don't know if anything has anything happened from like our first episode. Has it transferred into the game that we know of? Any, I don't even remember the speculated. <laughs> so I actually went back to listen to the first episode, and you really can't. Oh. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Well, I stopped because the way we were recording things was, was all wrong because we were just learning how to do a podcast. Do you remember? Do you remember when we were clapping all the time? I do, I do remember the clapping. Yes, I remember how much grief you guys gave me. But you know the that's what that's why we started so long ago so we could figure this stuff out. So when we get to episode, remember how quiet I was that first episode? 
So when we get to episode 73, we'd know exactly what we were doing. And we could record an episode. We could stream it on Mixer and hang out with the chat and just be ready to go. So and Do we do we know what we're doing? We don't know what we're doing. Next week? But I think that's the point. Right. So <laughs> that's, that's the point, to not know what we're doing. Right. Next week, what are we doing? Are we taking a break to record or are we playing? I don't know what we're doing. No, I, I, I think we, we record. Will, we have to record. We do. We will service. We will service our loyal listener and make sure that 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 person gets the content that they are expecting from the Freelancer Codex. We will, Devin, have to have you take a break from Anthem. You'll have to because batteries run out. So so you'll That's have to take crap's a break. plugged in. <laughs> I don't use batteries. I don't think there's any batteries <laughs> no in Bastion anyway. <laughs> all right. So, guys, so bring it all back in. Talking about Anthem, we can reminisce later. When we do episode 100, we'll reminisce about all the fun times we had having all the – I mean, I think we're the podcast that has had the most developer interviews on it. We have yep. the trifecta. We've got the trinity of developers. We got John, Mike, and Ben trying to get a bunch of more people scheduled to come on the show. So that'll be a lot really exciting. But I want to know now that we have gone through the VIP demo, we've gone through the open demo. What what was your guys's favorite part about the demo? Starting with you, Devin. Uh, so my favorite part. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but I really just enjoyed playing. Uh, with community members that we've been chatting to for so long, and then also some of my friends that I have uh, basically been kind of dragging along the Anthem path. They're just, you know, <laughs> out there. They don't really pay attention to much, and they're like, just wait for me to tell them information. and Or, like, f- they can't find stuff on their own, I guess. I don't know. Those are not the <laughs> friends like, you want to keep lazy. around, Devin. They don't, they don't uh, know how Google <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, I mean, it was just cool just to be like, oh, man, all these things that are happening, you know, because uh, I've been talking to him about it for so long, and uh, now I got to play it with them and and share that experience with them, and you know, listen to their excitement about playing the game, and just they're like, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is a lot of you know, a lot of fun. I'm super excited for it, and because I mean, it was kind of a bummer when they played the VIP demo. There, most of my friends were on Xbox, and they had a really rough go of it, <clears throat> so they were pretty bummed out that first weekend. <laughs> Do you feel kind of and, like uh, do you feel ownership that you know what if this game if this game isn't good I've pretty much lied to my friends for the last year and a half I I do feel a little bit like that's why I was pretty sad about the they didn't have a good time with the VIP but at the same time it's like I mean that's not my fault but I'm I'm so um uh, invested in Anthem you know with everything that we've been doing for years now that it's like I feel part, kind of partial ownership when I talk to my friends and they have a rough go of it and even our community members when they have a hard time it's just like oh man i wish you could have as good a time as you know i mean pc for us worked really great and didn't have very many issues um but they definitely had a lot of issues on the xbox and so i felt really bad you know for our community members and my friends who had a tough time and i was just like oh just you know just hold on it'll get better i promise you know i hope i hope my promises are good <laughs> you know but uh yeah, that that's just my favorite part. I mean, the game is fun. It's great. It's a ton of fun to play. It's really entertaining. Uh, kept me. I played uh, over forty hours, I think, something around there in the demo. So that's a lot of uh, time between Xbox and PC. And uh, I had a great time. I didn't want to stop playing. So I was pretty. I was actually pretty sad when I was like, "All right, this is my last half hour. I gotta log off now." <laughs> I understand, JD. What was your favorite part of the of the two demos? Oh, I mean, it's probably the combat, the fighting, um, the it's using your abilities, flying, you know, dodging attacks, uh, firing back, 
Um, the the combat is just it's just so satisfying in the game, and um, I mean, uh, even going back and watching uh, uh, watching the APL uh, stream was, uh, yeah, we were focused way too much on on killing ads, but. My brother and I, even my brother-in-law and I, like we were just we we loved how good the combat felt, and that was probably the the best part because it was like that kind of like challenging fight where it's like it could it could like beat you at any moment, and uh, if you like if you let off a little bit, but if you just really kept on it, like it was like you could beat it. it, it I, I like that balance. It was it's good fights. Very I cool. Like very cool, Mike. Did you have a, a very specific favorite part of the demos? I don't. I don't think I had a specific. Well, I did. Um, I think. I think it was. Uh, and going in and just like shooting all the stuff. Um, I think one of the things that that because I'm a gun guy and and looking at the gun models, I wasn't um, like super thrilled. Um, with what the with what the gun models look like and just the, the way that they look, but but then you get in game and you get to shoot them and and I was blown away, no pun intended, um, by the sound of the guns and that like really sold me on it. No, no way. Yeah, right. Because it it really sounded mm-hmm. like like your your rounds were hitting something. It's it felt like there was some weight to them when you got to fly when you got to handle them and hold them. Um, and just playing with the ranger. I mean that's. That's, that's the way to go, right? And so, and so, just that sweet ranger loadout, and just wrecking all the things, and shooting all the mans in the face. It was just fun to be in a world. It was fun to to traverse the world and explore it, um, ever, however much we could. Um, it, it was just fun to to be in. I I, I caught some some uh, screenshots from the vistas and some of the some of the the uh, what is it called? Animals, livestock, the flora and fauna. <laughs> Yeah, some of the animal. Well, yeah, Life some of the stuck. animals in the world. Wildlife. Yeah, so it was, so it was cool. It was cool. Well, so, no, not so much rabbits, but I, I mean, I, I guess I can't point to. Sorry, I'm rambling. I guess I can't point to one thing that is like, yeah, that's why. I think it's. I think it's all encompassing all together. The experience playing with playing with uh, you guys was fun. Playing with people, just randos out in the world. Um, I didn't have a chance to see anybody like online that I knew from Discord or anything, but. Um, but it was fun just to to be in the community and play. It was fun to just have a controller in your hands and know that you were controlling the person on the other side. Were, I enjoyed that. Were you getting teary eyed right there? No, I was choking. I was choking. I appreciate your concern. <laughs> I was. You concerned. guys, if this, if this wasn't a PG show, man, I'd be saying words. It's that, like PG thirteen. Say. I mean, we we don't well, still, we don't bleep that many bad words. So talking going back to the guns, like what is it about the guns that that make it feel lackluster to you? Because I have the same feeling that looking at them through the menus, they just like they don't they don't they stand don't out from like they don't they they and it's weird, Steve. They feel unfinished. A lot of the guns have like this tarp thing buckled down over them. Right, and I and I almost thought to myself, like, are they hiding something they didn't finish? But then I also think to myself, well, what's the utility of it? Why, why in this world of Anthem do I need a tarp over like, my like whirlwind, a, like a fabric cover over it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, and and it was weird, and I didn't I didn't care much for that for that model. There were a, a few um, a few heavy pistols that had a suppressor on the end, and 
and looked neat and looked cool. Um, but then like some of the auto rifles and stuff that, that just ended up looking like a sniper, like they all kind of seem to look <clears throat> alike. There's um, not that many models, right, for all the weapons that we saw at least two. in the demo. Yeah, Didn't we have I mean, two for each? So so you're right, Devin. And and again, I'm trying to I'm trying to temper this and say, okay, well maybe masterwork stuff. Yeah, maybe will you look get named different weapons later that I mean they have names on the lower stuff we played, but maybe the higher end top tier legendary type stuff will be unique. I mean that's yeah. I think what we were all hoping for, right? Was more right. unique uh weapon variants uh, or variations right. and not just a tarp here, or, you know, silencer or suppressor, or whatever, you know, and a little scope here and there, but it's all the same. Model. I didn't see any scopes. I don't even think scopes. The, I don't think the whirlwinds. Had, I don't think the snipers had scopes. No. The snipers go back, didn't have go scopes. Back and couple, a, a well, you looked down a scope, but I didn't. I don't remember seeing one. Sorry, Judy. Yeah. I, no, there, there were a couple of assault rifles and marksman rifles with scopes because I remember thinking <laughs> that uh, I, I remember seeing one and it had the. Uh, it had the scope on it, but when you go to zoom in, it still went over the shoulder. And I was like, well, that's weird. But Yeah, CF Bunny says that the, the rocket launcher, the world, the uh, Devastator sniper rifle. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a rocket launcher, It's already right? been with, nerfed. With the amount of power that they have. But I, I think the big thing that the Anthem weapons need, they need to be recognizable. If you have someone cosplay mm-hmm. and build a weapon from Anthem... It needs to be immediately recognizable as a weapon from yeah. Anthem. And I don't think they have anything like that yet. And that's very that possible. And it's very possible yeah. because this is a third-person game. You're just not going to have that connection with the weapons like you do in, an, in a first-person game. So, I mean, maybe that's not going to be there. I think one thing that might be able to help um, in the UI, if you go to choose a weapon, I think it would be cool if you had like a 3D view of the weapon. That you could actually like move around it. I mean, that doesn't do too much for the gameplay. But there, there is there is kind of a three D option when you're in the forge. You you spin around your javelin and your weapons are right there on the side. That's true. But it doesn't really spin, but, but it's by not. Itself, but. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, this doesn't. I mean, it seems like, and I think this is the point. Um, it seems like the focus on anthem isn't guns. DRE mode of killing stuff. It's all about your grenade, your ability, and your support systems, which which makes sense because that's what the game is built for. I think I remember reading somewhere, um, I think it might have been on Twitter, someone was asking, are there going to be more ammo drops? Because I didn't seem to get very many ammo drops in the world, and I ran out of ammo a lot. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, you ran out of ammo a lot, but but how quick did your wrist rocket recharge? I mean, it was like yeah. two and a half seconds. Like, that's what they want us blowing the things up with. And you can get ammo drops <clears throat> from that. Ammo drops yeah. are a tertiary thing. And I think for me, that's going to be hard to develop in my style and, and, and how so the game to, right? is supposed to be. Pl- exactly. Well, because I'm used to using my grenades as I'm reloading or using my melee as I'm reloading. My guns were primary. And in yeah. this, in Anthem, it's flopped. Yeah. Well, and they're only, it's only going to get worse the harder the difficulties we go up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they just talked about, the Grandmaster difficulties, you're going to need to do really pay attention to your team, you know, and what they have, you know, loadout-wise, so you have a good balance with combos and everything mm-hmm. else, and that's going to be really important. And those weapons, I mean, that's going to be the hard part of balancing those weapons because, like, you know, we said the Devastator, you know, sniper rifle uh, <laughs> slash rocket launcher uh, was super overpowered on hard mode, but... 
when you get to Grandmaster difficulty? I mean, how powerful is that going to be? You know, and right. I kind of I asked him about that, or kind of basically responded to uh, Ben when he basically said, "Yeah, they're they're kind of nerfing that already." And it's like, well, I was like, well, hold on. It's like lower difficulty, sure, it's super overpowered, but in the harder difficulties, you know, what are your weapons going to be valuable at all? Are they going, you know? And so that's the thing that they really have to balance for because they have the difficulty levels, you know, and the variations that they have, I think is going to be troubling for them of balancing the lower difficulties for people who just play on those and right. for the hardcore that are going to be trying to push Grandmaster 2 and 3. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot about the abilities, but those weapons still need to be of value uh, because you need to, you have to use them. So. Yeah, I think that they have to focus on the weapons eventually, and and maybe the the cosmetic appearance of the weapon is never a focus for them. That's fine, but I mean, it's it's it really is the Although connection between. I'm going to jump here and say, with with as much cosmetic focus as we're putting on our javelins, I mean that that has to bleed over, even if even if they just apply primary and secondary colors to the weapons mm-hmm. that we choose. I mean, we don't we don't need to necessarily mod out as, you know, like in something like the division, but but being able to change the colors um I mean, yeah. you would think that that would have been put in already if that was a focus. And unfortunately, I I think they're saying they're I mean, they're saying that it isn't a focus. And that's again, for for me, that's kind of sad because I like I like the way guns look, and I like I like having them have utility and making them look like they have utility. But I was I was underwhelmed at the guns. Yeah, and it's something that uh, hopefully I, I they can work out in the future. All right, so real quick, let's get into the our, our actual topic. I mean, I think talking about the guns is important because that's that's one of the connections we're going to have between <laughs> us, the controller, and our javelin. I mean, you're you're pushing right trigger a lot to get that button to get those shots off. So real quick. Um, if anyone is, is listening to the podcast, we really appreciate appreciate all the listeners, everyone that's been sharing it on Twitter, sharing it with your friends. Um, and it, it helps a ton. And we've seen huge growth in the numbers of people that have been downloading the podcast. So we really appreciate everyone. And we like to ask you, you know, if you have a second or if you're thinking about it, go on to iTunes, give us a rating, um, preferably five star. I mean, if you're going to give us a four star rating, just, just forget about it. Just throw in the five star there and help offset a bunch of those uh, people that gave us one star reviews. And didn't even get, they didn't even leave a message. It's just like one star review. I guess it's people that don't like fun. It's probably people that are like pro division, we, pro. Destiny, we seriously so. got one star reviews. I mean, you, you know, it's it's the internet, so it happens. People are out there. Some people don't like the sound of my voice. I understand. That's fine. My wife doesn't uh, very much, but you know, you just got to roll with that kind of stuff. So, go give us a five star review. It helps the podcast a lot. So you guys go do what you do. But real quick, Devin, I want you to tell us about the Anthem Premier League because we had um, a pretty cool event that we put on last weekend during the open demo. And this is this is probably why yeah. I didn't get 40 hours of playtime like Devin did. I was like busy preparing this stupid thing. It, was, it wasn't stupid. It was a lot of fun. So, Devin, break it down for us. Anthem <clears throat> Premier League. Yeah, so Anthem Premier League is something uh, we kind of been talking about for a while and we came up with. Uh, Stephen kind of spearheaded a lot of the work there. Or, I mean, he's the one behind the computer uh we're basically doing uh, stronghold runs for time right so if you've tuned in last week you saw uh five teams go at it uh, to see who could have the fastest run in the stronghold in the demo it was a lot of fun it was really cool just to see people's uh you know different strategies going through and uh willed it down to the very end that last match you oh know, man 
That was crazy. Lupo and wow. his team just uh, you know lost it right at the end. Uh, it's a heartbreaking loss for them, I'm sure. They lost the uh, sponsorship and uh, no, I know all the sponsorships <laughs> Lupo lost, man. Oh, but man. no, it's really exciting. It was a lot of fun, especially. I mean, Mike and I had a good time. Uh, at first, I was like, you know, why would I want to be talking about somebody else playing the game when I could be playing the game? But it was actually a lot of fun, and it was really exciting just to see what they're going to do. And it was, you know, especially the last match was super intense of like, yeah, okay, was. what's going to happen? They're head-to-head. They're going through all these things. What are they going to do? They both performed really good in the semifinals. And, uh, you know, so it's definitely something fun. And I look forward to adding more stuff to that in the future. So, JD, as someone that participated uh, running a team, like what was the different feeling of knowing that people were watching – you're in a race. I mean, how did that affect you? I mean, we saw how it affected you during the second match, but like, what were your overall thoughts on it? Um, so it was a lot of fun uh, to participate. Um, I I set out with the goal of at least uh, beating one team, um, and we accomplished that. Um, <coughs> Kicks. But I definitely feel like had uh, had we been a little bit more prepared and we had more time to. Uh, I, I, I see that my Discord thing is red right now, so I don't know how well this is coming across. We can hear, we hear you just fine. Um, I know that if we had more time to prepare. And he just got. <laughs> and he's gone now. <clears throat> hey, I think, there he is. I think what JD okay. wanted to say uh, is if uh, they killed the boss faster than the other team, they would have won. <laughs> it's an astute observation. Right, Maybe JD? Maybe not working for you today, JD. Maybe he just oh. switched to audio. <laughs> audio <laughs> oh. <laughs> no i was uh, i was gonna say that if uh if i had managed to get my team together uh sooner and um you know get a little bit more practice in um you know i'm i'm sure we would have eventually come up with you know better strategies to cut down our time but um you know it was absolute uh well we we just got like wiped so bad with the uh with the second round uh because what was it? Uh, Bags team? Yeah. Like, they just had cut the, our time in half. The run of the day. Was, like, a very sobering experience. Nine seconds. So, and, and I had a lot of fun. Um, I showed the stream to my family. Um, my family enjoyed it. Um, I love what is this here, Sonny? Are you in this thing? <laughs> And, and granted, I mean, with, with this with this event, we ran it during the open demo. We had uh, Bags and Lupo, who are streamers. So they had a lot of time to get in there, practice, and do a bunch of runs. I mean, that's this is kind of what they do. They play games. They, have, they do it while people are watching. So they had a pretty good advantage because they were able to get tons of game time in. Lupo said they, they did a crazy amount of runs to prepare for it. And, you know, it, it was really fun. We're going to open this up when the game goes live to our community and anyone else that wants to participate. So it's not just going to be invite only. I'm sure we'll do some events that are like that. But this, like APL really is about bringing the community together and doing something fun like this, giving people the opportunity to do a race and know what that feels like. I mean, I watch a lot of esports. I mean, and to have that feeling of, man, I wonder what it's like to be competing at that high of a level. And I mean, APL probably isn't going to be the highest level. I hope that other people pick up, you know, on the idea and do their own events. Because the more events that they have around Anthem, I think the, de- the developers are really going to be able to see what people want and what people need. Like, they talked about leaderboards coming up. Like, I would love to have a timer um, 
in the game, like at the end of the, the mission screen that tells you how long you completed the mission, how long it took you to do the stronghold, that'd be an awesome thing to have because then you can create those leaderboards super easy for everyone to watch. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I really want um, really want to see. So it was a really good event. I had a lot of fun doing it. You guys did a great job. So enough about that. Let's move on to something that just dropped. Well, I think this dropped yesterday. So Ben Irving um, threw out the roadmap for post-launch before the game is even live. And I know a lot of a lot of games right now, um, live service games, are putting out roadmaps, letting people know what's coming up, because that's always on our mind. We're always thinking, okay, when I'm done, what am I going to do next? What is going to keep me coming back to the game? So let's go through this really quick. This roadmap is called, um, it's the, game came, the Gameplay Calendar. And so it, it marks launch as February 22nd, 2019. And then Act 1... It says March of 2019, Act 1, called Echoes of Reality. So that is the name of our first content drop. And underneath that, it doesn't really... I mean, it says March 2019. I'm guessing this is probably going to be late March, um, is what I'm guessing. You guys... I mean, there's no way that they're going to release this at the beginning of March and only have, what, one and a half weeks of the game being released before they drop new content? I don't know. Based on the other slide they show where they, they split it, you know, each... You know, act into three different parts where they have the evolving world, update two, stronger together, update three, the cataclysm. So I don't think everything that's coming in act one is going to come all at one time. So I think, you know, they could drop, you know, a couple things right at the beginning of March, where say they have uh, a couple new missions or, or something like that. And then the second thing looks like there's going to be a new stronghold. And then the third thing, probably at the end of the month, or a little bit later, is probably going to be the Cataclysm. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, level 30 by then, even filthy casuals. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so that they can jump in and play. Filthy and casuals. I'm super excited to see, you know, what that's about. Uh, because, I mean, what we experienced in the demo was just a precursor for uh, the Cataclysms and was really nothing compared to what, what they're going to be like, so... Right, because under, underneath this well, calendar, no, that's what they said. So. underneath the calendar, yeah. it gave us a couple of things that are coming. So under update number yeah. one, it says evolving world, um, and then update number two is stronger together, and like Devin said, update three cataclysm. So these are the things that are listed under Act One update. Um, it says there's going to be new events. There's going to be quality of life changes, which is interesting because we don't. Need, I, I guess we do know what some of those changes need to be after playing the demo. But it's hard mm-hmm. because we don't even know what has been changed from the demo build to the retail to build. The retail build. Yeah. So after that, we're going to do. We're going to have new rewards. I'm guessing new weapons, new decals, um, stuff like that. Then we're going to have an expanded new javelin system. Nope, not new javelin. You don't think? I mean, if they did, no. a, if they did a new javelin after the end of each act, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, that's that's kind of is that a could that be considered a, a reward though? I think probably, probably rewards are what you said: decals, weapons, loot of some. Well, but then, well, new Strider, so like Strider two I mean, a st- new Striders and stuff like that would be cool to to decorate your Strider. But customizable I think, Striders. Yeah, been well, we still haven't even gotten inside the Strider, so we don't know if that's been. Uh, I was on top of it on the floor or. Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't even know no, if you can get the inside there. So I know on Twitter, Mark Dara said that if they do do, if they do do, ha, if they <laughs> if do new javelins, um, they'll probably be, <laughs> you'll probably be able to buy the new javelins. 
instead of like yeah. being a an open reward for 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 a mission or something. So so they have expanded. Yeah, yeah, they have expanded progression system. I don't know what this means. I don't know if this is going to be like Paragon points at the end of the leveling system. I don't know if yeah. this means they're going to add the pilot skill tree back pilot into the game tree? because we know from Reddit posts that that has been removed from the game um, because it wasn't interesting enough. I think Devin, what 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 exactly did they say in the Reddit comment about the so pilot skill? Basically, they had to make them the pilot skills really plain because they had to be uh, javelin agnostic, right? So they couldn't uh, focus on just one javelin. So you, all their abilities were like greater health, you know, more health pickup or ammo pickup or uh, flight like time. flying flight time that kind of stuff. Which I, you know, we kind of talked about this before and. I was like, oh man, I was, you know, knew those things were coming, but now that they're components, because they took the pilot skill tree and took the most interesting things and put them as components. And so what they've told us is you have 10 components that are unique to each javelin, and then 12 to 13 components that are, you know, you can use on any javelin, which is like, you know, the flight time and stuff. And we saw some of those in the demo, but I never used them because I'm like, oh, why would I want to waste a, you know, a slot on this one that's just going to be on the pilot skill tree because I was still anticipating it to be on the pilot skill tree. So like this is, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, man, this is a stupid component <laughs> because it's of no value. But now shard this, shard this, shard this. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like, okay, you have to use those if you want the long time or just you have to learn how to use your javelin better and, and to do those kind of things. But um, it was interesting. You know, they basically just said they ran out of time. And I think really, you know, they're they're coming down into crunch. They didn't want to delay the game. They never said they delayed it in the first place, but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But um, things, it always happens when they get near the end. You have to decide what's going to make it into the final game. And things get cut. And at least they're, you know, the hope is that they'll be able to rework that sometime with more interesting pilot skills. And so really there's no... They say there's still RPG because you can make your own builds. Traditional RPG with any kind of skill tree where you select a path and, and build out your character that way. And that was really, I mean, the pilot skill tree was really, I mean, on the low end of, you know, a skill tree. Well, we, I mean, so, we can't even talk about it because it was in the alpha where we got to experience that. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's talked about it since. I mean, when you talk about Grandmaster 3, like you can't afford to put a... A component on that increases your swim time if you're pushing grandmaster three right you got to be able to trick out all those yeah. stats to be beneficial to what you're actually Build doing focused yeah so oh, yeah i, I mean, mean i guess you could if it's maxing. yeah, yeah you, if it's about maxing. you know hovering more or something like that that because that flight time will increase that but then it's like you have to focus your build they did say you know this was increase the amount of build diversity that you could have but it's really just kind of forced diversity because it's like, oh, if you want that now, you have to put it in your components, which, you know, it's just, I mean, you just have to, like, you know, I said earlier in our conversations, I just have to wrap my mind around it. And like, okay, that's not the way we're playing anymore. And so I have to just get over it and, and move on. But at least they did say, you know, when you put on one of those components, it is um, the best version of it. So, like, the... The maxed out, like I guess they, he said there was five points, so I can say that because he put it on Reddit um, to put into those pilot skills. So it was a maxed pilot skill. So if you put that component in, it'll have the maxed version of whatever that skill is of what it would have been in the pilot skill tree. So 
Huh. So, and, and that's interesting because when we were talking about pilot skill and being able to increase flight time, being able to increase repair time, because in my mind, it was like, okay, I can put this on my pilot and then I can have my normal loadout. And if I want to just go exploring on you yeah. know, Grandmaster 1, I can increase this time. But now it's like, okay, I have to swap out all this gear and I won't be able to really increase my swim time or increase flight time because then you know, you're bringing your power level of your javelin down. And that's not something that you want out in the open world. You don't want to be being attacked mm-hmm. or being one-shot by turrets from across the map. Anyway, we'll see how that goes in at launch. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And then mm-hmm. another thing they said during um, a bunch of the stuff they're going to add during Act 1 is we're going to have a new stronghold. Um, so I guess that'll bring us up to 4 in March. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean... Yeah. I mean, Act 1 can start sometime in March. It doesn't it say, yeah, extend. we don't know how long it goes. Right. It can be, you know, it can stand to March, April, May with the other with the other updates that come with it. So, And then we're going to get um, new missions, and we're going to get a new Cataclysm. And this says, well, it says the Cataclysm. It doesn't say new Cataclysm. We don't, sorry, <clears throat> got a frog in my throat. Steve's <laughs> dying. I am dying. Yeah, like my throat's skip, going. You also skipped it that during Act 1, we're going to get guilds and leaderboards. Mm-hmm. So I that so there could that. be our there could be our stronghold leaderboard that Devin keeps crying about. I mean <laughs> I mean talking about I meant talking. Sorry, Devin. Team, Mike. I was talking to my one of my kiddos over here. She was crying, and so I had to tell her to stop crying. I mean, You're the best. Because where else would you put a leaderboard in the game that we've seen? Um, like we know that. Oh, you throw that junk in the fort, man. Put that thing in the fort. No, I mean you, you <laughs> put it in the fort, but what like what leaderboard? What would you be tracking for a leaderboard if it's not, you know, finishes and <laughs> scores and stuff for I have a feeling um, Grabbit Kills is going to be on there. Yep, Rusted knew all about it. We're on the same page. Grabbit <laughs> and go. Grabbit Kills. And um, Flight Kill Shot, good try. It's not going to happen, sir. <laughs> so overall thoughts, on, DM, right? yeah, overall thoughts on the roadmap that we have um, right now, Devin. Uh, overall thoughts, I think it's good, you know, to have the plan out there. People have been asking for it. You know, it's the internet. They ask for it, and then they're like, oh, they're holding content back. It's like, look, all this stuff is free, you know, besides, you know, the cosmetics that uh, are going to be the only way they're making money with micro- microtransactions is cosmetics. And then if they eventually put out new javelins, like uh, Mark Dara said, they're not just going to give that stuff away. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need it. As far as giving the stuff away, they want to keep everybody in the same world, you know, so all the story content and all that stuff is going to be free. So people that are complaining, oh, they're holding it back. It's like, well, it's not costing you anything. Then they're, But then they're saying, oh, well, you're not giving us the full game. There, there were like, really people saying that – there were really people saying that they're holding content back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, because I – like, oh, I, they're I, holding the back strongholds and all so, I, so I've stopped you know. going to Reddit just because I want to get yeah. the experience of someone that isn't like trying to find all or doesn't want to go to a dark part of the of the internet. So I haven't gone to Reddit. <laughs> so I, I assume that, you know, for sure people are saying that you're holding back content. But this is like, like live service games have changed. This isn't like the days of, you know, DLC on the Xbox 360. Big packs that come out twice a year or something right i mean this this is so much different than that i mean this is the purpose of a live service game is to continue to give you content like how much like at what point do you say all right this is all the content that was supposed to be at launch if you're not in those meetings i mean these guys probably have what year and a half planned out you know they probably have more than a year and a half planned out they probably have content you know that's been in the works for act one 
most likely act two. I mean, this isn't something that is just like, well, I guess let's cut off, you know, three quarters of the game and we'll save this quarter to get more money because we know that, I mean, I mean, whatever the internet's the internet and people are going to have those ideas. But I mean, let's, can we stop and like, just think for a second. And this isn't just me being like, Oh, Anthem's so great. It's going to be amazing. Like, you know, maybe this, (laughs) the content drop doesn't work, but it's like, we have to be realistic here. People like they're not just cutting content because we're not paying for anything. Like we're not, they're not charging us for it. So what are they withholding? Yeah. You know, just from time, I, mean, I guess. You, you've got a you've got a real point there. I mean, if it was a situation where like they were they were uh, planning out content and they were holding it back and charging it, like that's I I don't like that that would be something to start. With, but, Destiny. But but the whole thing is yeah no <laughs> Destiny is a huge example of that. Like what was it? They called they called them expansions and they were basically comparable to basic dlc packs and then their you know comets are the true expansions. well i mean that that's you know? not that's not really you know that's kind of apples to oranges because you're talking about destiny which was like a forerunner into live service console gaming so i mean well, yeah, it's not yeah. really direct comparison yeah but My, but to but to, to to go back to what i was saying like it, it's like they don't have they don't really have much of a leg to stand on here because it's not it's not like we have footage of like this content that's like already made like these are plans probably aspects of these are going to change and the thing is that it's free like it's planned out it's out there they're planning on releasing it for free it's not like they're like oh we're telling you about the stuff that you could spend money on it's like no these guys have made it very clear bioware has been very transparent about the fact that you will not have to pay for any of these expansions any of these content drops any of these updates it's i i don't know what people are getting at here aside from just like hating for the sake of having something to hate like they're just uninformed and they're just going off of what they think and it's still the same thing like on reddit when i was responding to something about uh the missions or whatever and mike on twitter had said you know you get he had posted you know kind of his checklist of these are all the things included with the full game and the missions we played in the demo are optional missions that pertain to the critical path but they're not the main missions like people were thinking Oh, those are main missions, and that's you know all it is. And so they're like, there's only nine missions, and it's like, no, those are optional. Those aren't part of the critical path. You know, those are just optional, additional missions that pertain to the story of the critical path. So there's still the side missions, any of that kind of stuff, legendary contracts, the full critical path. Uh, you know, more side missions, and there's a ton of stuff to do. People are just freaking out, trying to think that there's going to be nothing to do. So. Mike, do you have overall impressions of our roadmap that we have here? It's always nice to have a roadmap. You always know. You always you always like to have a plan. Um, I'm I'm curious. I'd be curious to to be able to sit into a planning meeting and and have them evaluating. Okay, this is what's really working. This isn't what's really working. Oh, maybe we need to roll these quality of life issues out sooner rather than later you know it, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how dynamic this roadmap is um because again what it what it really is it's a it's a life sustaining um element of your live service game right so yeah. so if we if we finish act one part one too fast and there's that that lull time in between that's when player base is going to drop off 
that's when all the all the gross on the on the internet is going to happen. Everybody's going to hate your game until you hit the next part, and then the, you know. So I think instead of having you instead of having their play player player base player base go up and down, I'm assuming they're going to want to just kind of have it plateau slash climb the entire time. And so if this if this roadmap is a dynamic document and can change. It's great. This is great for us to see that, yes, there is a plan. Unfortunately, we saw that with another game that had a plan, and and a lot of us were burned by it. Um, so there's there, they definitely have their work cut out for them. Um, I'm not I'm not um, rooting against them. I would I would not want to root against Anthem. I enjoyed it I, with the times I got to play. I enjoyed it a ton, and and it's going to be my new hobby for the next. For, I mean, for the foreseeable future, um, all the way through Act Two, it says there's going to be an Act Two. I'm excited and for it, and three. Well, and I think I think for me, um, I think I'm kind of like Devin said. I'm kind of one of those hardcore casual gamers, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, so I'm not going to get too bent over stuff. The things that I get bent about, Devin and Steven will tell me that I'm angry about it. You know, that's that's kind of how it how it goes in. <laughs> In this community, in the little group that we have started, they're like, "No, this isn't good," and and this is why. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, this isn't good, guys." You have um, to be so, angry about this, and you, exactly. But and I mean, and it's and it's not a, a big thing. I I like shooting stuff. I like flying around. I like playing games with my friends. And so far, Anthem has all that. Um, so we'll see what happens. And CF Bunny brings up an interesting point in in the chat that this game doesn't have PvP to hold people over between those content droughts. So I don't think they can yeah. really afford to have like the three month content drought that other games can have that actually have PvP. So I mean, right. I, I'm excited to see what how long an act actually is because after the first act is over, that'll kind of give us a baseline of what to expect in the future. So once we know how long this goes, you know, we'll we'll figure that out. So I just wanted to check yeah. in real quick. Now that we have a roadmap, Act One, um, I'm guessing this is probably going to be like a three month roadmap that we have right now so i wanted to check in some of the predictions that we made back in episode 67 okay because this is going to tell us um you know who's going to win our prediction game at the end of the year so jd these are mostly jds so jd said i think the anthem will have three to four story content updates in the first year i'm guessing that you know do you guys think each update you're going to get some story content i'm guessing they'll have probably like 12 to 15 missions by additional missions by the end of the year. Yeah, because I'm guessing we probably get like for update number 1, Evolving World, how many missions do you think we're going to get with that? Do you think we get like because we know that the the legendary contract that we did during the open beta or the open demo, sorry. It wasn't a beta, but it really was a beta. We had three separate missions in there just to complete that contract. Or was was it a contract? No, it wasn't a contract. That was just side missions. Those were like Matthias's side missions that'll be in the final game, because yeah. each of the uh, each of the factions it? factions were going to have three of those missions. So we've already played right. Matthias's missions. So that's going to be in there. Those are there's six more additional missions that deal with the that pertain to the critical path. You know, so we'll play those missions again in the full game. All right, then JD also predicted. I predict that major content updates will come every two to three months. So I'm guessing that's going to be pretty accurate. But I, we're probably going to have, yeah, probably every two to three months we get a new act, I would think. They split it up into quarters. 
I mean, in movies, you split movies into three acts, right? You don't ever really have yeah. a fourth act unless you're watching something like Inception that or Interstellar, and those games just never those movies never stop going on. But <laughs> or a couple things based on Shakespeare. Yeah, and then Devin says first raid like po- first raid like post launch content drops by the 9th of March. So are you gonna are we gonna say Cataclysm is raid like content? Because really, that's well, I mean, the only that's thing that we have to do. Their hardest on. content, right? So I mean, it's their hardest and most challenging content, but I don't think it's going to be there by March 9th. Uh, based on their roadmap, that's probably going to be the last thing of Act 1, so it's probably going to be a month or two out. But we probably... I mean, I, I imagine that we're going so to get a lost, cataclysm. No, yeah. did, you, did you lose, Devin? Can we give him minus points now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing that we're going to have a cataclysm for the base game that we buy, and then in Act 1, that's going to be a new cataclysm that we're going to be getting. Oh, you so, think? Yeah, no. yeah, I would think no. that at the end of the game we're going to have a cataclysm. No, I, I bet. I bet base game we get is going to be crit path, the strongholds that we've been promised, um, and then the faction missions. I don't think we're getting. I don't think we're getting a the cataclysm. Cataclysm is coming after that. Yeah, because that's just going to be in free play, and that's just something they put on. They activate on the servers for a limited amount of time. Yeah. So I think they're going to work up through all this stuff to the cataclysm. I don't think there's going to be one in the original game. Is yeah. that ju- do you think that's just to give people time to level up, to get to 30, and to get a javelin strong enough to do the content? Build I the hype, so. maybe. And just to build the hype. I think I think that their plan is that we have enough on our plate. Um, we'll even add um, free play to that. Because there's a lot that you can do in free play with world events and, and all that stuff there. Um, so I bet there's enough there to keep us going until the Cataclysm gets ready to drop. And then with unlocking Grandmasters 1, 2, and 3... Um, I don't think we can go back and replay crit missions. You can, can we... if you just do quick play. You can join people on missions. You don't okay. get to choose what they are, but yeah. you'll be able to play through them again. But you can't increase that level for a uh, for just a, a difficulty increase, right? You no, can't, like you can't. can't say, I want to do I mean, the crit path on Grandmaster Two. Yeah, no, I mean because I don't. Nobody would be doing that because they'd have to play them for the first time. So like you could just do them on hard or whatever to help people out. But I think right. you know, like Mark Dare, he said, cataclysms basically they're going to be difficult, and you're going to want to go through them multiple times because it's going to give you specific gear that deals with that cataclysm mm-hmm. to help you get through it faster and, and better. And so that's pretty interesting to me. It's kind of you know similar to raids in the past where they give you gear that focuses on the challenges of that raid. I also don't like that because it's like, oh, I have to have this gear. And that's when everybody starts looking exactly the same. Yeah, so that's when everyone looks the same. So I don't like that idea. Um, but we won't look the same in Anthem because it'll most likely be components. Well, um, haven't, haven't they said that there's not going to be any like event or mission-specific loot? Cause I, I, that's I what they said, that. but I mean, then they just said this like last week where he's like, you're going to want, you know, in interviews it, he did about the cataclysms where they're like, I mean, they said a lot of things and then changed things, you know. So they're being very open, but then changing. So, yeah. Could it be that, like, something along the lines of, like, this loot only drops during cl- uh, cataclysms? That you don't necessarily have to participate in the cataclysm itself, but if the cataclysm is an event that happens, as they seem to be describing it as, like, maybe... No, I mean, he like- said you get that from the cataclysm to help you go through the cataclysm again to be able to go through it more efficiently. So that's... Uh, where I was concerned with it, I'm like, well, why? You know, I don't want that. You know, so. I mean, I, th- I mean, we definitely want to get something that shows that yes, I participated in the Act One Cataclysm, 
that will reflect that yes, you were there day one. Whether that's a weapon, whether that's a cosmetic piece of gear, a I mean, banner for a decal. Yeah, it'll I be mean, a banner or a decal. I mean, Devin, decal. are you saying you don't you don't want to you don't want that just because it drives more people to you have to have this piece of gear in order to complete. The uh, I just don't like it when everybody has to use that piece of gear to get through there. You know, that's just kind of like, um, I mean, I understand when you need to, if you have to use that gear or that it's better and, and you don't have to technically use it because you can still get through that content with the other gear. But when it forces you, as long as we don't have to look the same, you know, if, as long as it's components, then that's fine. But um, I just don't want everybody to be like, oh, look, there's a ranger. They're all the same ranger because they're all going into the cataclysm you know and they're using all the gear pieces from the cataclysm and so it's like oh well i have to have this and then with the limited amount of space it's like how many pieces are we just going to keep around for the next cataclysm Mm -hmm. and is that going to help us and and so on and so i want to be able to go in with my personal build not have to worry about okay this gear is specific for the cataclysm and have to change the way i play and everything else just to fit that cataclysm um so i don't know I mean, I think it's fine that they give you drops, and I expect drops from the, from that stuff in there. But again, is it like JD said, where it's like it's going to drop anywhere out in the free play? Because everything else drops anywhere. You know, there's. I mean, right now they don't have anything specific. I know like CF Bunny was saying that they're looking at boss specific drops, but um, I don't know. It's difficult. I mean, it makes you have to play more, and you could be playing anything and get you know, a legendary drop or whatever, instead of like, oh, I have to go to this one specific boss and just keep grinding the same boss over and over again to get a piece of loot. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I think it actually wouldn't be too bad if if it wasn't necessarily loot or, like, stronghold-specific loot, but maybe affixes for that stronghold. For example, we know that during the Swarm Mine, the Tyrant Mine, whatever it's called, that stronghold that we ran <laughs> about. Tyrant? I mean, you, you come up against tyrant. Acid a lot. And you come up against um, snipers. Maybe maybe you get weapons that you know mitigate that damage. I mean, you could use that anywhere, but maybe it's just a small bonus that you could actually say, "Okay, I'm going to throw this on because there's a bunch of turrets, there's a bunch of spiders trying to you know put acid on me and pin me to the floor." I mean, maybe that's an option that they go they that they could go with. Not so much that hey, do 25 percent more damage to a swarm tyrant because those are kind of things that you're like, okay, this is the only time I'm ever going to use this. Everyone has to have it to complete the stronghold in the better time. Yeah. So, I mean, th- I think there are ways that they well, can do it. Rusted, Rusted makes a good point in the chat. Um, you know, when you're trying to find a group, that becomes a, a piece of, do you have this piece of equipment? Oh, you don't? Sorry, we're not going to let you play with us then. Yeah, I mean, that's you been know, a big so, problem in the past for them. Yeah. Not, I mean, not so, to so, mention there's, there's, the, uh, there's the added element of the fact that, like, one of the reasons why I like, their approach well, why i liked anthem's original approach to this like just having anything kind of gear drop at any like mission or whatever like any kind of event um it's because like it allows you to grind while still having a good amount of mission variety and not getting burnt out on the same thing i remember like like to keep playing the same raid over and over again to keep playing the same strike mission over and over again no matter how fun it was like i mean i make some really good chicken curry but I ate that for like three weeks in a row, and I got really tired of it. Doesn't matter how good it is. Doesn't matter how good it is. You will get tired of it if you have to keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's very true. 
Very true. No more curry. All right, so moving on because, I mean, that's the roadmap. We know that there's going to be guilds system going on. Um, real quick, if you guys were EA and in seven days you were going to put out, you know, one of your biggest titles of the year, do you, A, release a brand new IP that no one's ever heard about and no one's ever talked about like two weeks before, or do you just hold that off until, you know, maybe Anth- after Anthem releases? Because EA, Respawn Entertainment, is it Respawn Entertainment or just Respawn? It's just Respawn. Sure it's just Respawn. Respawn. So Respawn released um, Apex Legends uh, three days yep. ago. This was something that there was very yeah, few, there's a couple rumors about it um, leading up to the launch, but then a bunch of influencers flew over to, I don't even know where they went, but they went out to EA somewhere and they got to play Apex Legends. Yeah, it is a another battle royale um, first person shooter um, brought to you by the people that made Titanfall, which I had a lot of fun playing Titanfall. I really enjoyed those games; they were fun. So they shadow dropped mm-hmm. Apex, and that game is out. It's already hit over ten million users. Do you guys think this cannibalizes like the player base for Anthem, or are we talking about <clears throat> two completely different groups of two, players? Here? Two different. Well, it might be the same groups of players, but I think the draw is different to each. I think, yeah, I mean, there's going to be draws to, to each, but it's also mm-hmm. overlapping. Like somebody who wants yeah. to play the game, you know, maybe also like, oh, I'll play Anthem. But now it's like, well, why buy Anthem? I'm really enjoying Apex and it's free. And I'll just keep playing that, you know, because the Battle Royale games are super popular. And I understand, you know, they want to get the stuff out there, but um, <clears throat> it's just bad, bad timing. Honestly, it's like. They tried to do this in the past with Titanfall 2, and they just sent it out to its death, you know? <clears throat> they buried it. in between it. Call of Duty and Battlefield, yeah. and it was just like, you know? Do it again? And, it was such uh, a good game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a was great game. It was a great game. I played Yeah. Go ahead, JD. You were talking. You no, we all just kind of stopped talking at once. We just kind of oh, like, because you were still it. talking, so we stopped. <laughs> yeah, no. So um, I'm kind I'm kind of on uh, kind of, kind of in a similar boat to uh, to to Stephen, where I played the first Titanfall. I love Titanfall. I played Titanfall two. Love Titanfall two. Um, it it doesn't sound all that promising to me because it uh, from what I've heard, I haven't played for myself. I plan to probably this weekend. Um, but like it's Titanfall, but without the Titans, which was the main draw of the franchise. Um, it doesn't have a lot of the same free-running features, which was, again, another draw of that franchise. Um, and, like, I just... I, I don't know I don't know why they felt uh, they need to, needed to release it. Now, I do think it is two very different markets, Anthem and Apex Legends. Because, um, you know, like the whole thing is that they're not cashing in on the Battle Royale craze uh, with Anthem right now. Um, yeah. And there are gamers like me who do not like Battle Royale. I think it's I I think I hope it's a fad. I hope it passes eventually. But <laughs> it won't. I've tried Battle Royale. I've tried Battle Royale games. <clears throat> I don't like them. And you know, honestly, when people were discussing like maybe having a Battle Royale mode in Anthem just because Battle Royale, it sounded so stupid to me. So I I, I feel like this is for different markets, but I do think that this could have some impact. So, some quick thoughts. Battle Royale is here to stay. I mean, we've been iterating on Deathmatch for how long? Since Quake? Since Doom came out? um, You know, a thousand years ago? And we've been... 
we've been iterating on that formula for a long time. Battle Royale, Royale came out, and it, Battle Royale's been out for a while, and it was just popularized by PUBG. There was Arma before, and PUBG really hit a mark, and then Epic pivoted, a game that was not doing very well, and it created this huge juggernaut that is actually making you know companies like Twitter and Instagram like say that you know our our stock is dropping because of the people that are playing Fortnite aren't spending time on our platform so it's huge so people are going to jump on and they're going to try to get that i think apex is a really fun game i think of all the battle royales it controls the best and i think i've had the most fun playing it it's super smooth it's super polished PUBG is not PUBG is like full of jank and Fortnite is just not for me like the building aspect of Fortnite is just something that i don't enjoy i mean it's it's a popular game for a reason, and that that fad is just going to keep going and going until someone figures out the next thing to do. Because putting one hundred people into a match is the next evolution of having four on four, you know, Halo battles. I'm guessing Halo's going to have one. If they don't, I'll be super surprised if Halo Infinite does not have a battle royale mode. But I think one of the nice things that it will do, it's going to bring a ton of people into the Origin store right now mm-hmm. with Anthem. Um, being put right next to Apex because they both start with A. Coincidence or not, I don't know. But there's going to be a lot of people that say, you know what, Apex is free. Every time I pop in here, I see this Anthem thing. You know, a lot of people that might, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the, if the people that buy that play Apex are going to be people that subscribe to Anthem Origin Premiere or whatever. But there's going to be there's going to be exposure there, and maybe they'll drop on there. It's going to build a friends list, so when people do play Anthem, they're already going to have a friends list because they played Apex. And you know, I don't know exactly what it's going to do. I think the mark there is a Venn diagram of people that only play Apex, people in the middle that play both, and then people on the other side that only play Anthem. But I think is you know if EA is doing good, you know more likely the Bioware gets more money to keep doing what they're doing. So. I mean, it's a very interesting yeah. topic. I thought it was interesting. Um, it's a fun game. I enjoy it. Like, will I play a ton of it? Probably not, just because battle royales aren't my thing. But I mean, it's I'll fun. Play until Anthem comes out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they talked about a lot of things. It's not, you know, all the big publishers, third-party publishers, had a rough year, and they you know, all of them underperformed. Even you know, with uh, Rockstar selling 23 million copies of Red Dead Redemption Two, it was underperforming, but uh, one, the one good thing that EA did talk about is, you know, they're kind of with all the momentum and everything they're seeing for Anthem, they're expecting, you know, five to six million copies being sold by March, you know, end of, end of March. So that uh, goes along with, with uh, my prediction. They're going to make a lot of money, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with the, uh, you know, microtransactions. So I'm excited if they're seeing all this interest, you know, and if it does drive interest, I hope that it will. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting and it can't, I think, you know, it was bad timing, but also good timing for me. Cause I'm like, well, what am I going to play until next week? I'm like, Oh, here's a free game. It's fun yeah, to play. You don't have a billion but, games in your backlog that you could be I playing. Have a, I have so many backlog <laughs> games, but I'm just like, I'm not interested in it. I guess I need a new one. Those are from like yeah. forever ago. And so I'm like, eh, who cares? I, this thing is from like January. Uh, Why do I still have it? Yeah. 
I do feel I do feel like that if Apex uh, makes a lot of money off of their microtransactions or their loot boxes, um, I do feel like if they make a lot of, a lot of money off of that, it'll take some of the pressure off of Anthem to make it like to be as predatory with microtransactions. I mean, there's there's no there's no there's no tone. You know, people could get really really greedy and want to just do both and like have them both be crazy. But you know, I I really hope that this provides Bioware with some breathing room. To not have to put in uh, ridiculous prices because, like, if Apex is such a hit, you know, maybe that won't be as necessary uh, for any kind of microtransactions in Anthem. So, well, I mean, you could kind of look at that and see the prices for skins and different things, and how much money you have to spend in the real world to to buy those things. And we still don't know, you know, what it's going to be like in Anthem. And I mean, I I was having a good time in Apex, so I was like, well, I'll throw them some money, and I bought like the Founders Edition, which comes with a couple skins and stuff. It was like twenty six bucks. I was like, hey, twenty six bucks. It's well, you know, I've played it, you know, four or five hours, so it's you know, cheaper than going to a movie and had more experience <laughs> in it. So um, you you always go back to that example. Well, it's well, cheaper I mean, than buying a movie. You haven't people, been to a movie in a while, have you? Well, no, well, I've been. I was in a movie. I went to three movies in like two weeks in the last two weeks of December. Tickets are fifty-two dollars. Popcorn's one hundred and twelve. <laughs> but no, it's all about entertainment, right? What you're willing to pay for that entertainment. And so, movies is always like a go-to because people are like, oh, let's go to the movies, and it's like it's set the standard bucks for a couple hours, you know. So, and then you're paying sixty bucks for a game that you put in thousands of hours. People are still upset and saying there's not enough content or not enough, you know, this and that. And it's like you, you spent eighty hours for sixty bucks. It's less than a dollar per hour, you know. Yeah, but so. but I don't get to control Tom Cruise on the big screen. I don't get to uh, say no. Don't go in that room. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, pretty soon I'm sure that's the way movies will go. It'll be choose your own choose adventure. your own adventure. I mean, you, you can go watch Bandersnatch <laughs> on Netflix, and that's a choose your own adventure. So anyway, we're gonna move on because we're already at an hour and we've got a lot to go over. So real quick, Polygon. Their awesome um, investigative journalism here. Polygon puts out an article, 19 changes from the demo to the live game. So a lot of people have been asking what's fixed, what isn't. So real quick, voice chat with strangers will be on by default. A lot of people were complaining that they couldn't talk to anyone because everyone had their thing set to off. Um, there's probably a there's, yeah, there's probably a reason. Probably a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Yeah. So I was playing Apex, and I had two reasons why I turned my <laughs> mic off automatically. So and that's probably not going to change for me. So squad nice. locations and status will be easy to find because we're going to get that widget. Uh, walking around Fort Tarsus will be faster. Yes, we know. They've told us that that was turned off during the demo for whatever reason. So that's going to be on. Frame rate will be fixed for console players. Promote to leader will be available for squads. So this is something that's super important, I think. You need to be able to promote someone. Mm-hmm. If you're the leader and you got to bounce, you got to be able to promote the person that you want. Um, so that you don't just leave the game and everyone gets pulled out with you. So inscriptions will display correctly rather than zero percent. Primer and detonator abilities. That is abilities. some hard hitting journalism there. <clears throat> I know. I wonder. I wonder how they cracked them on that one. Uh, that's pretty tough questions. Primer and detonator abilities will be more clear. Oh, also primer and detonator that's abilities. Good. There are abilities that are neither primer nor detonator for each mm-hmm. javelin, and I was wondering, like, what? Why would you take this over something that you can prime and detonate? Those abilities that don't have the primer detonator affix actually deal way more damage. Way so more if you're damage, ru- yeah. so if you're running solo, you probably want to throw those things on because you're going to be doing way more DPS with those on. Okay, right. it'll be and easier. it makes sense. It does, and then they say it'll be easier to see underwater. 
probably going to increase the light, which will be awesome. Inscriptions will be for the correct javelin each time. Good job, Polygon. One of the new javelins <laughs> will be unlocked after the game's tutorial. And that, like at number 10, I just kind of gave up. I was like, seriously? Like, this is what <laughs> yeah, changes from demo to live game? It's like, come on, guys. Come on, son. Weapon and ability balance has changed. Okay, they're probably going to make the uh, rocket launcher a little less powerful. I mean, but, like, this is this is, like, the thing that we didn't want to happen, right? Like, don't nerf us. Like, we want to we wanna have that super heroic experience well, of pulling out the rocket launcher sniper rifle that can just own face. But the, pro- the problem was with that, though. Like, when I was playing with Phaedrin, people from our community, it's like, oh, he deleted those, scrapped them, and then he could never find them again. And he's like, oh, I really need that, you know, because we're trying to push faster times through the stronghold. Then it became, okay, well, if you're not using this weapon, you're not going to be pushing it harder because everything else was all the other snipers were worthless you know they were doing you know less than a quarter of the damage and so it really is unbalanced but at the same time uh you know they instead of nerfing super hard they need to increase you know what the other weapons do because like we were already talking about weapons are really secondary they're really weak and they don't do a lot of the damage that they should do for a world like this uh you know and if you're just depending all on your uh, abilities then you're missing out. I mean, it's like maybe that's why, like, again, like Mike said, you know, they're not really putting much focus on the guns because they're not, you know, and so uh, they're not as important. So job, they're like, if it's good, it's good. Put, yeah, if it's good, it's good, right? <laughs> if it's not meant to be good, then we're not going to focus on it. All right, Mike, you take over. I got to be right back. All righty. We are on number 12 of the 12. 19 things that Polygon has um, broken to us that will be changed from demo to live game. Crafting items and materials won't be purchasable for real money. And I guess I didn't know that they were going to be. I didn't know that was even I a... I thought uh, Mark Dara said there was going to be a small amount that you could purchase with, with real money, but they've changed that, I guess. So Okay. Well, good, because I don't think I would have done that anyway. Um, game performance will be improved. I'm going to let that one hit for a second. Are you for real? It's Wait, okay, Mike, improved. are you Farm saying the that the will be improved. launch version of the game will be better than the demo? <laughs> hopefully, that could we, have been considered a beta? Hopefully, we won't have infinite loading screens. Hopefully, sound won't kick out. But, you know, you never know. Um, players won't be able to hold onto echoes indefinitely, which is good because we actually you actually experienced that during a Stronghold mission, right? Somebody yeah. Somebody had to leave... Who had an no, echo they, and then it broke the experience? Yeah. They just they just left. So they had the echo and, and they never got back to me. I was like, have you seen this bug before? <laughs> but, nice. Uh, they had the echo and then they quit or, you know, got booted or something and, and echo never came back. So we all had to quit and couldn't continue on with the stronghold. But I think that it's also good because some people just have it and they're just stupid. <laughs> or and they're like, oh, I have the, you know, that's one thing that Ben's like, oh, we need to work on, you know, the people know that they have this so that because you know there's oftentimes when i was doing the stronghold with just random people and they would Mm -hmm. grab one of the echoes or whatever and they don't even know they have it and they're just running around you know we're all standing there waiting for them and they're just because there's really no there's no animation there's sound there's no yeah there's nothing that tells you no indicator yeah that you have so they're i think they're working on that for sure um screen size can be adjusted so I think that's specifically for console versions because mm-hmm. uh, the area, you know, 
gets cut off on some right. some TVs. Like there's some games on my TV that cut off stuff because I can't adjust the size or the screen bounds. And so I'm just like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. So well, good. The launch bay will be a new social hub. All cosmetics are earnable with in-game currency. See, and enemies. I, I know Polygon was like, "These are changes from the demo to the live game." <laughs> These weren't changes. This wasn't even like. <laughs> this was a bug anyway. report. Um, enemies shouldn't evaporate anymore. That's good. I mean, so they're when still you get real... that. They've just adjusted it. Yeah, you know, for the amount of time. You mean no? And I think they were talking about when you actually get up to an enemy that you're about to shoot, and it just completely disappears. Yeah, well, that's the, like the same thing. Like, yeah. so that was just their their. Um, however, they had it set. Like Mike Gamble was saying, the way it was set, you know, for when people were fighting people, and then when it would disappear to, to save memory and everything else, they've adjusted that so it's not as, I guess, you know, was aggressive. You know, in the game where it just wipes and clears them out. You know, so so you're saying it'll still happen, just not at the same scale. Yeah, it'll still happen, but they're trying to make it so it's not as bad, you know. So uh, if noticeable. you're fighting people, they shouldn't just disappear as easily. But because it's, you know, especially in free play, when you're going yeah. around, they can't have you can't be loading everything all the time, and so they have to adjust that, you know. And, right. and especially once you have the full map, hopefully they'll be able to adjust that better when people are in different zones if they're not all together. Yeah, and it shouldn't be an, an issue. Hopefully, makes sense. And then number nineteen from Polygon. Factions to work for. Yeah. Again, isn't this this is all stuff we knew was coming? So, yeah. so there you go. Yeah. That's they got to have something for people to cook on. Got to have true. something for. And they'll make that yep. stuff. Hey, did you guys know we have something for people to click on? Also, did you know that we are mm-hmm. actually sponsored by Audible? Audible is a great app that you can use to download thousands, like over one hundred and forty-four thousand audiobooks onto your iPhone. You can listen to all the latest fiction, sci-fi, murder mystery, hot steamy romance stuff that Mike likes to download. You can get all those books. <laughs> that's that's all one genre. All one <laughs> genre? Man, you've got Yeah, there is uh, one artist. One artist. One, one artist. artist. One artist that who does wrote, the cover for all of them. Artist formerly known. Who wrote, who wrote one story one time, and that's the genre he was put in. The steamy romance, sci-fi, murder mystery. I don't know what else you said. I'm kind of down for that. But Audible is actually sponsoring our show. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash freelancercodex, you will get a free audiobook of your choice to keep for for forever. So even if you go on, you subscribe to the service where you get one one credit a month to get one audiobook a month, you'll be able to keep that um, after you cancel it. So you get a free book and you get to keep it forever. So Devin, you actually have a recommendation for a book that you've listened to. Yeah, so I uh, actually uh, finished book two just the other day in this series, but the first book is called Genesis First Colony. Uh, it's a book by Ken Lazito, and it's pretty cool. It's like set really far in the future, you know, not really in our uh, time, but um, they're they're in the future, and then they're trying to save humanity. So they have basically like you know most things where they have an arc, and they're sending people to go to another planet to continue humanity over there. And so it talks about the trials that they go through and and uh, everything that goes on. It's, it focuses on a group of uh, basically special forces personnel that get basically, uh, what do they call it, uh, not really kidnapped. Um, Taken uh, without their permission. I forget the term for it. but Stolen. Uh, Shanghai. Body snap. Ah, they get Shanghai. They, they call it the Shanghai. <laughs> Shanghai? 
so they were smuggled on there without their knowledge, you know, and they wake up. And so it's pretty cool about all the stuff that they face. And it's sci-fi, you know, military type stuff with, uh, there's not really any steamy romance or anything like that. Not getting Dang it. it all pass. Yeah. They do swear a little bit. Hard but, pass. But uh, it was, they're kind of, you know, seven, eight hour books, you know, on Audible. And when you listen on normal speed, like regular people, unlike Steven. Kick that up. You <laughs> get that it, book done in three and a half oh, no, hours. Yeah. Move on to the next one. that up. I got things to do. Yeah, well, you know, when you're driving for eight hours, it's not a problem. But uh, it was really good, and I uh, definitely recommend it. So audibletrial.com slash freelancer codex, and it actually helps out the show a lot. So if you guys don't have Audible already, go for it and do that. All right. John Warner came out with This Is Anthem Series Part 2, all about the end game. I don't know if I got a ton out of this video. I mean, it was really cool to see some of the new javelins and some of the new cosmetics. But other than that, I was just like, okay, um, we're going to be here in seven days. So, I mean, is that just me or was anyone else just like blown away by the video and the information that we got? So so I think think it has a lot to do with where we are in terms of release. I mean, because we'll be playing in, in 14 days. And, and no, days. in seven, seven days. days. We'll, be, we'll be playing in seven JD days, will right? be playing in 14 days. So, so I think we're to the point now. We're to the point now where we're like, okay, cool. Give it, just, just cool. Oh, great. Cool. Let's, let's, let's have it now. You know? I think the problem is, is they are kind of, I wouldn't say aloof, but when you ask them questions about stuff, they're like, oh, you know, they're kind of standoffish and not giving mm-hmm. you the whole information. And so it's like, yeah, we've, we've already talked about, Legendary contracts, mm-hmm. you know, strongholds, and they're just now getting into cataclysms. But they're like, okay, well, was there anything else? You know, like this is yeah. your in-game stuff. You know, tell us about it. And it's just like, well, we're just going to name these things and tell you this is the most difficult and you know content that we've ever made and and uh, that you're going to go up against. And so it's like, okay, cool. We have the strongholds which we've experienced if you played the demos. And then the cataclysms, which are supposed to be really cool, similar in length. You know, they said strongholds are supposed to take 30 to 45 minutes, yet our guys could, you know, <laughs> do it in well, 13 minutes. But, yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, so it'll be interesting to go through and see what the cataclysms, you know, really do. And um, so I, I just think it was just giving you the information, but it was all information we already knew. They just could have. They could have just confirmed it in a tweet and be like, "This is what in-game yeah. content is." All right, so it wasn't yeah. just me. Yeah. In anyone well, in but the, the video, chat, the video away. itself, the video itself was good. John did a great job. It's cool to hear him narrating. Yeah. Um, it it was a for. I mean, it was a it was a good video. If if you don't we listen, didn't need to wait two yeah. weeks for it. Yeah. If you don't listen to the Freelancer Codex podcast, then it would have caught you up on all that stuff that was in the video, but. Since everybody probably listens to us, they, that was all old news for them. So, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the the tens of yeah. people, the tens the, of people. The presentation was definitely there. It 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 was a good looking video, just like the first part. Um, it just didn't hold as many surprises as the first part. It, these these were all things that we mostly knew. The only new bit of information was the fact that they're called cataclysms, or shapestorms. Yeah, instead of shaper storms, which I feel like a shaper storm is probably some type of cataclysm. If, well, they mean, said there's, you know, cataclysms can be stormy, but they don't have to be. Like they, yeah. shaper storms evolved into something bigger than just what a shaper storm was originally going to be. So they called them cataclysms. And so, because I thought, you know, it was weird. They're not calling them 
for storms, but when you log in and it's like there's a storm brewing or whatever. Yeah. So there's still storms, but like Mike Gamble said on yeah. Twitter, it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be a storm to be a cataclysm. It can, it, you know, can just be an event or things that you have to go check out and see, and it spawns, you know, all kinds of crazy enemies. It doesn't I have to be a storm and, you know, shooting yeah. meteors down at you, which was really cool. Mike and that I saw, was cool. You know, almost got hit by those. <laughs> that was that, pretty wicked. Was cool. I actually did not even get to log in during that time. Unfortunately. All right. So we're going to move on from that video. Um, They didn't say that there was going to be a part three. So is that just it? There's just, I think that's, this is Anthony. There's going to be a live stream next week. Um, You know, they also, they also said there was going to be an ask me almost anything about Anthem today. There was one today. It happened for about, yeah, it happened for about 20 minutes. And no, it wasn't a video. No, not a video. It was just a Twitter Twitter. ask me anything. It happened for 20 minutes, and they, asked, they answered a lot of questions that they've already answered before. Like, looking through it, I didn't pick out anything that we did not out? know. Yeah, that was actually a question <laughs> that was asked and answered by uh, Mark Dare. Okay. Is, is there a cross-play? So, real quick, <laughs> I'm going to go through this. So, we <clears> got <throat> a letter. It was more of a novel, really, from um, a listener of the show. Rico, number one, wrote. And I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this. So, Rico is from Germany, not a native English speaker. So, I put his points um, into a form that we could talk about. And he was saying that he's played the games for a really long time. He's played WoW. He's done all these online games. So, And he had some suggestions that he really wanted people to hear and some points about them. So I wanted to break down a couple of the points that I think were really good. There are some other points that I think they've already addressed that we know that are going to happen. But things that I want you guys to um, weigh in on also. So one of the things that Rico said is that he really thinks and believes that this game should have a mini-map. And I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. So there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, there is a right or wrong answer, but I want to hear what your guys' answer is on this. Do we need a mini-map? Devin. Uh, <clears throat> it doesn't matter to me if there is. I mean... That's the wrong answer. Uh, I mean, I'm not... I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just not going to use it. Uh, I think it's more challenging when there's not a mini-map. I don't need it to show me where the loot is and stuff. I mean, I think the stuff, the icons and everything they have in there to show you the loot, it appears through all the geometry and everything else. So if you just take a second and look, you, I mean, use your eyeballs, uh, you know, in-game and in real world, uh, you can see that there is loot available for you. And um, so I don't, really, I don't need a mini-map. So there it is. I think it's fine if it's there, but I don't need it. I think that um, the way flight works is that having a mini map doesn't isn't really useful if you're flying. I mean, you're moving over terrain so fast that what is it really doing for you? Like in playing Diablo three, they have a mini map, but you use it because at some point in that game, all you're really doing is navigating by the mini map yeah. because you're like, destroying how do I things get so out much. Out of this level, right? <laughs> and that's really the only reason you use it for, uh, unless there's a legendary that dropped and you didn't hear the giant sound that a legendary dropped yeah. on the ground. I mean, that's fine, but I mean, like mini maps and first person shooters, like they make total sense. Like if you're playing PvP, yes, mini map is a necessity. I don't think it's a necessity in a third person shooter. JD, you have mini map woes. Uh, well, first of all, Tariko, Vigetsiden, Danke fürs Zubgefallen. Um, or, you should right? people, JD. Right? Uh, Zuhun, Zuhun. Uh, danke fürs Zuhun. <laughs> but um, uh, for people that don't, for people that, <laughs> sorry, sorry, for people that don't, for people that don't speak German, I, uh, I'm just saying, hey, what's up? 
Thank you for listening. Uh, but because uh, excellent, uh, Deutsch. But um, yeah, uh, I like uh, mini maps. Are I feel are present in a lot of games, um, uh, and you know they don't always they don't always show enemies and loot. Um, I don't feel like they need to be in third person shooters. I I like it when they are, uh, but usually it's like they don't really have much information aside from like just where you're going. Um, so if it's like something like you want to see loot or uh, anything else, like uh, it should be like an unlockable ability. Like in Call of Duty, it was like a a thing you got after a certain kill streak. You had like the UAV that like gave you like the radar and stuff like that. And, and then Warframe, it's like an ability that you have to like add on to uh, something to like see like where enemies and loot is on the map. It, it, like I've never seen a mini map that just has all those things off like the, like at the very beginning. It's something like it's a perk you have to unlock usually. All right, Mike, you didn't write anything in here. So I assume that you don't care that there's a mini map. I, I, I didn't write anything on anything because I got home. Soccer. Like I, I, understand. I, my, my thought nine. on this is nine. No, you don't talk. You don't write, you don't talk. <laughs> my thought on this is that I don't, I don't need a mini map in Anthem, but I would like the only thing that I would add location wise was if if at the bottom of the screen it would tell me where what region I'm in, so that when someone jumps in with me, I could say, "Oh, I'm at Tarsus Falls." Instead um, of just pushing the back button to look at the map. Well, well, it, it could be that, that's kind of a process. I understand what you're saying, Devin, but but if I have it right there on screen, I can just say I'm on Tarsus Falls. Well, I also think that the <laughs> um, the multiplayer widget that they have will probably show that and help with that It'll also. Be a lot better. I but think I, so, but I think and, and all, I think all those changes have been have been talked about that they were going to do. So, but I think you're right. I think it would be cool if underneath the compass it said what area you were in. That way, you can familiar yourself, familiarize yourself with the layout of Bastion <laughs> without having to hit um, the back button every time. I think that would be a pretty easy yeah. thing to do. And I mean, even if even you know in Destiny when you're crossing over areas, it pops it up and it tells you, "Hey, you're crossing over." You're crossing well, and over it does Jordan, do that so. in Anthem also. It does do that in Anthem, but I would, for me, it, just it would doesn't stay there. And turn yeah, out. I would like it to stay there. Gotcha. So that so that when I jump in with someone, I can ask them where they are without having to check, without having to check the mini map. All right, next, not the mini map, but without having to go out of game. Next thing Rico says, he says there should be waypoints, and I think we all agree that there should be waypoints, right? This is something that they said they're considering. If not working on, oh, you mean like markers? Yes, like hey, I'm going to put a waypoint right here. Hey, let's all fly over here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. See, I was I was interpreting that as like waypoints in the mission where it tells you to go. I'm like, those are already in the game. Oh I no, I don't know. What I'm oh no, but his are oh, like yeah, yeah, markers yeah. to set on the map. Like yeah, so that for sure needs to be in there. As it, I had tried to do that so many times during the demos where I'm like, oh, we're going to go over here, and like, oh, I can't put a marker down to do anything to show you where we're going to go, so you need to just figure out by my description. Uh, yeah, go to that big rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got the tree on it. All right, next up big is tree. text chat. We have talked about text chat before. It is not it's something that text. I use, but after... I mean, it's not something I'm ever going to use. I just don't use text chat. I just talk with the people that I actually want to play the game with. Very rarely will I actually go on and you know find someone else that's new in whatever the new social space is called to go and talk to them. So I know this is something I won't use, but I think this is something that needs to be in the game for people with disabilities that yeah. either, you know, that's their only way of communicating 
And if that text chat is not in here, they can't really communicate at all. So it needs to be in there. I think there's, you know, I'm not a programmer. It's not my job to figure out how to put it in. But lots of games do it. Lots of games have it. Apex launched with it. So, I mean, that's all I'm saying. It needs to be in the game. A lot of people are freaking out. They're like, oh, Apex, how come you don't have it? And it's like, they've talked about it many times. They're working on it. You know, it's hard to implement. It's not just something that you can easily implement. But I thought it was pretty cool. They, They talked about it on Twitter. It was kind of a big thing on Monday when Apex came out and people were kind of trashing on Anthem for not having it. And uh, one of the lead guys over at Xbox who's over, you know, text to chat, you know, that Accessibility. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know, I would love to talk with you guys and see whatever we can do to help you implement this into your game. And I think that was really cool. Just, you know, one part of the community reaching out to the others who are having trouble, you know, and they're like, hey, we can certainly help you with this. We'd love to talk to you about it. So I thought that was really cool, and hopefully they give them the opportunity to come and help them get it in the game, so they can just you know be move on from this and and not have people complaining about it. I know it's important; it's important to all those people that need it. And while we don't really use it too much, I know there's people out there that definitely need it and and use it. And so I and hope it, they can get that in there, right? And and I think if and I think if because you know if if we don't ask for it, then then they won't put it in. So we need we need the yeah. community to ask for it to help out people that actually really need it to be able to communicate. So, or else we're just going to be you know they're just going to get asked questions about if you know what genders javelins have. So anyway, <laughs> so then Rico also talked about loot bags. He wants to be able to see what items I thought he picked up. I thought you were calling him a loot bag. <laughs> you were calling him a loot bag, Rico. Man, loot Rico, bag, Rico, you are such a loot bag. That's that should be the new term. Loot yeah, bag. anytime you see <laughs> loot someone, bag. you filthy, filthy. I mean, I got called a bunch of things playing Apex today, but this is what I'm going to come yeah, back with them. Yeah, it's like, man, you're such a loot oh. bag. Anyway, so do you guys think it? I mean, we none of the weapons that you pick up are identified. I mean, and there is a sense when you push start, you can see the things that you've picked up or you can see how many you yeah. picked up. How so many of them? Yeah, you have up. a backpack. Right. So I, I don't really think that you need to know that, oh, you picked up a Devastator or you picked up a what you call it because that kind of makes it, that kind of breaks the flow if you're always going to check those things after every time yeah. you pick up a, mm-hmm. a loot drop. So I don't think this is really necessary. I mean, you can see what you're carrying and when you can leave and yeah. come back, so... I think this comes from being able to – people are used to being able to swap their builds and everything on the fly. In-game. What they're, what they're doing in-game. And Anthem is really different. I think it's it forces you to be like, okay, we played for a while. We got a lot of loot. Let's go back and see what we got and see if we can uh, change our builds you know, and adjust – you know, basically regroup and adjust what we have and – continue on you know I don't, I don't think it's a big deal i think it's the way they've planned it out mm-hmm. so that's the way it kind of forces you to go back and <laughs> it, it also doesn't break the flow of the game like if you're playing with yeah. people and you're in the uh, middle of the battle hold on guys i'm in my menu yeah we're looking at you tim every time it's like you know get out of your menus let's play the game like that we're playing let's no focus here game. yes right. to what they're saying yeah. So it also it also means when you go into free play, when you go into these events, I mean, you don't want to go back to the fort every three items, you know, because yeah, because no. that'll kill flow too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got it. So the game is really geared to being in the world for for quite some time. I don't think I ever reached a, a cap on my backpack. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so you can, it's just I'm not sure if there is the three hundred slots right that they have in there. And oh, is that what people... it's tied to? 
yeah, it just goes into your 300 slots. It's taking it up those spots. And people in our community even posted pictures where, like, they were over max capacity of the 300. They had, like, 330 um, out of – or 330 out of 300. Right. So we're like, well, what, what does that do? And I reached the cap a couple times, but I was just holding on to everything, you know, yeah. not scrapping it. And, and so I was like, okay, I got to scrap crap now so I can – don't have to so worry about not up, getting yeah. something. <laughs> exactly. Well, and and it's yeah, I like it. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we need to see what. Well, no, I don't think. Maybe, maybe a, a differentiation between weapon component and support system. Maybe, but but then uh, I think that can get into the point where does, you're like, it does have a weapon. I thought they had at least in the videos in the past i'll have to look and yeah, see on my videos it, but it shows you it shows the parts that you picked up the organics that you picked up and the I, well but i'm talking about i'm talking about the actual loot i'm talking about blues and whites and greens that you would pick up from chests all the yeah, other no, stuff it tells you on there like it says a weapon i thought and then it, are you sure no it we're gonna have sure. to we're gonna have to double check that because i think yeah, it just sure. showed your i don't even know what to call them just your drop because it, it would say like weapon thing on there I yeah, let, in the let, past videos, it would say that. Let's just yeah. let's just play no. it in seven days, and then we'll figure it out from there, and then right. you yeah. know we'll see what it's all about. Yeah. So, so these right. are these were a couple of questions that Rico sent in. We just wanted he he asked that you know because he is a German speaker that he felt like his voice wasn't going to be heard by the developers. So we wanted to boost that signal a little. And if you if you listeners have any questions that you want read on the show or you want discussed, you know you can write into us at freelancercodex at gmail You can do that. And Mikey, you forgot to give your whole Discord plug at the beginning of this thing. So, do you want to plug our Discord real quick before we? We have in? Discord. Who did you want to plug? Thanks, Mike. From our, That's oh, there's a Best. lot of people. There's a lot of people I'd like to plug. There's that guy <laughs> who who yelled at me on Apex. There's that other wow. guy. That, that, uh, from our new members, is there anybody you want shout outs to? So, uh, to be more specific. Yeah, totally. Um, go ahead, Steve. While I. So, so one thing I want to Peruse. do, I, I have a pretty large um, lore <laughs> section. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Family show, Stephen. Family I, show. I'm going to take and, a drink uh, of water. What are you measuring with? I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. So I've got a pretty large lore section. We're already at a, an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you think I you guys think we got to no I think I'm gonna save no I'm gonna say it now okay so one thing that I really enjoyed about the demo was actually going into the cortex because there's a lot of really cool background and backstory that we haven't really yeah. talked about or no one's really discussed at all I mean I'm sure everyone was just too busy playing the game I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that actually read this stuff but I did a real deep dive into it there's one section about the ciphers that I really, really enjoyed if no one has read it. Um, so I'll read it real quick and we can kind of discuss what it means for the world of Bastion and what it means for future storylines. All right, so when cipher abilities first appear, uh, Corvus sought to take these individuals for co covert purposes. So Corvus is like the FBI, CIA. They're the real shadow organization that, you know. Real loot bags. They're, they're a bunch loot of loot bags. bags. Like Tassin is for sure a loot bag. So they developed amplifier technology and created a type of institutional training center called Satomi. The most important and advanced of these is Estrat. Estrat? I think that's how you say that. The premier Satomi Estrat. location in Antium. So I'm guessing this is actually where Faye went 
to go learn how to be a cipher. We learned this from like the PAX East panel. Um, Catherine Rootsart said that Faye was kind of went to the premier college and Owen went to the community college. So later, during the cipher revolution, um, brought ciphers expanded rights, uh, freedom to choose how their abilities were used, opening a new world of communication between settlements and in the aid of lancers. While javelins were invented long before the cipher phenomenon, the addition of ciphers to operations outside the wall was has made all lancers safer and more effective. So in this real quick uh, paragraph that they talk about the cipher revolution, it kind of puts in my mind that, you know, Ciphers probably weren't treated great when they were first discovered. You know, they're probably used as, you know what? How do how can we exploit this? How can we use this to our Ninjas advantage? Weaponized. Yeah, and they were probably weaponized, and they didn't have rights because there was a revolution. I don't know if this was a revolution that was fought with weapons or javelins, or if it was fought in the courts or whatever court system that they have in Bastion. But I just thought it was interesting that there, you know, there's a lot of there was a lot going behind the scenes. Like the ciphers we know today probably aren't what the ciphers were in the beginning. So there's an interview from Negan Dell, who was a cipher. And he says, what do we see? Everything. Images, words, patterns, feelings. Our memories are deeper in the amplifier than out. It's not just our memories, but any other cipher we connect with, we become one. It Well, it makes the outside world a bit frustrating, doesn't it? And this is something that I didn't even think about. So any so any time a cipher connects with another cipher, there's almost like this, you know, trend, you know, they they receive the memories of the other cipher they're connecting with. And I was thinking about this, it's like, you know, there's with Corvus going on, I mean, this is almost <clears throat> like um what's, minds what's the what's the what's the movie called with the Jaegers? It's almost like Pacific, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. They're they're we drifting drift together. Compatible. Yeah. All these we ciphers are drift, are drift compatible. compatible. They're all getting all these memories, and, and it makes it interesting. Marco, we're drift compatible. I know it. It's a terrible English accent by an Australian. <laughs> Rusted, I blame you for that one. So it's it interesting that all these ciphers, you know, if you connect with a different cipher, you're probably going to transfer information that you might not want to transfer. So, you know, does Corvus use that to their advantage? Is that something that's going to play a role that, you know, the the monitor is going to be able to get information by connecting. Cause I'm guessing the monitor is a cipher also um, just because that's my, spe- my speculation. All right. So we have the earliest story of a cipher in the cortex. You guys are ready for this. This is pretty interesting. Ready. So it was not long after the cataclysm that the engineer's daughter developed strange new abilities. She could see faraway things or talk directly into another's mind. Word of her gift spread Soon, Arcanist arrived and presented her with a bold experiment to help them test a device that would amplify her gift. It started with great success, but eventually met with failure. The girl's mind ventured too far from her body and became lost to the music of the anthem of creation. To this day, ciphers swear they glimpse the engineer's daughter while in the amplifier. The first cipher, they say, watches over those who travel without moving, guiding them back to where she can never return. So wow. this is the story of the first cipher. And, and, it, and, it made me, and it made me think, it's like, you know, if you were the first person to have these abilities, like what would those people do to you? How would they react to someone that can, you know, I'm starting to see things. You know, I can see into this person's mind. You know, in, in our day and age, you think of, you know, you know, witch hunts. Whenever someone, you know, quote unquote, started to show. She's a witch. She's a witch. Yeah. Burn her. But it, it seems like. But it seems like the people uh, in um, 
in Bastion were actually like, okay, how do we use this? I mean, and it might be completely different because Bastion's filled with all these shaper relics that crazy things happen. People get split into three different personalities. This might be something that's pretty tame spoiler, in the long spoiler run. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert if you haven't played the open demo. <laughs> I'm sure that, that might happen. So, I mean, some really cool, interesting stuff. I mean, you know, is this something that, you know what, if our cipher is in the chair too long... Is there a possibility that they get lost? Is this going to become a story beat in the future where Faye doesn't want to disconnect from the chair and, you know, you you ha- you run the the risk of her being lost into the Anthem of Creation forever. So Is really the cool song stuff. Of the Anthem too much for your cipher? Yeah, exactly. So but like especially imagine if you have like the a, a kind of plot line like later down the road where like if the ciphers like all of a sudden one day decided to just like create their own plan and like go against like any established group who would be the wiser the only other people who would be able to know like they could communicate their plans without telling anybody and any cipher who connected them would be immediately aware of it like all the intricacies and such they could very easily stage any kind of coup or revolution if they wanted to and it would leave us without communications I mean, you, like, if you become dependent on the technology of the communications between the settlements and then all of a sudden is gone, you know, what kind of breakdowns do you begin to have? The javelins going out are a lot safer because of the ciphers, because they're able mm-hmm. to do that calculus or trigonometry in their head to show, hey, your grenade's going to go for this far, dummy. You should probably throw it, you know, a little bit harder. So without that, like you said, JD, <laughs> I mean, that whole thing up. kind of breaks down. So, I mean, yeah. that's, I guess, pay your ciphers well. Tip your ciphers, people. It's going to be important. <laughs> so, Guys, I think we have exhausted all topics. Well, we haven't exhausted all topics, but we've exhausted our voices for episode 72 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. And one last thing, we're going to change up our intro, our outro, our intro. I can't even talk now. This, the uh, Anthem of Creation is calling me. So this is another thing that you can find in the Cortex, and this is actually under the Freelancer. So I think this is going to be the thing that we read to, to end the show on. So, Mike, I want you to give us the first reading. This is your first run-through at the end here. <clears throat> Valor to serve the people, regardless of their situation. Station. Cur- <laughs> <laughs> Valor to serve the people, regardless of their station. Courage to bring silence when the anthem sings. Faith to keep my word and the word of my brethren. Trust that I f- trust that the free answer, when called, strong alone, stronger together. There you go, strong alone, stronger together. Thanks for listening. I mean, your reading wasn't the best, but. Facebook it was pretty good. It was a little dramatic. Fifth grade level? That fourth line. The fourth line is kind of... And then that one is... Whatever. You know what? I still like there's a shaper storm on the horizon. And I'll see you... There's a cataclysm on the horizon. Yeah, well, shaper storm is better because it's alliteration. You made it this far. Why Why mess with the... Why fix it? ain't broken. I think it's broken. I like it, Steve. I like it. Lots of st- exciting stuff coming up. And you know what? In seven days, when uh, we're all playing Anthem, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I've It'll got...